Why, hello there. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the uncensored. <laughs> wow. Good way to start this off. Welcome to the unspoken, uncensored podcast where we are uncensored and we are unspoken. And over here in this podcast, basically, we just say whatever comes to our head. basically say things that we believe people are pretty much too afraid to say i mean i know it's been kind of counterintuitive i know in some past casts there were things that i wanted to say certain words but you know because of the how do i say the energies going around you have to be still a bit intelligent as to what you should say there's certain words you shouldn't just drop because of the environment that we're in but we still try to uncensor ourselves and say things that you know people may be a bit too shy to say or may think that it's ludicrous and stuff to say unfortunately today my uh co-host I don't know what this dude did, man. He busted himself. I think he, he's got a minor, minor operation. Is what I heard. <laughs> All I heard was, George, man, I got this minor operation. I got, got, got to go do. <laughs> I'm like, all right, man. It's all right. And he goes, I'll, I'll tell you about it later, but I'll tell you about it later. I'm like, dude, you're always getting up to something. That's that's our Aaron. He's always getting up to something. We love him for it. We love him for it. And that's all good, man. Hope to hear whatever damn situation he's gotten himself into this time. He's he's he seems to be the guy that comes every other week anyway. So we're kind of used to that by now, aren't we? <laughs> I'm so used to it. I didn't even realize that he wasn't even on the cast the time before because he's hardly ever here anymore. But that's all right, man. We can still keep going on anyway. And thank you for all of you that actually tune in and listen in. Thank you for that. We do have listeners. Even if it's a little bit, <laughs> we, we still have listeners. And this is for you guys. You are the OGs. You are the, the Puritans, you know. But if we make it big, you guys, I will remember. We will remember you. You will follow us to the end, wherever this will go. All right? For, thanks for the support, seriously, guys. Thank you. And today, finally, after what? Two years, I'm gonna finally, finally talk about what well, th- this is gonna be a bit biased, but f- I'm finally gonna talk about the coronavirus in Japan and how the situation, from my point of view, from my point of view, how that went down. Okay. And a lot of people may agree with me, a lot of people may not agree with me because everything is biased anyway and other people have had uh, their own interpretations of their own experiences in Japan and I'm definitely not here slagging off Japan but I'll talk about that when I get into the coronavirus anyway. But before that, if I don't know when this is coming out, probably Matrix 4 has come out already, oh my days. I mean, I know I'm recording this. Matrix 4 is coming out in the next two days. So in two days, Matrix 4 is out. Matrix Resurrections. And you know how we love the Matrix up in this podcast. You know how Aaron went for a whole goddamn deep dive on the first few moments of the movie. We didn't even get halfway through the goddamn movie. But 
a few days ago, I think it was a day or two ago, I just banged out, literally. As soon as I got back, I'm like, you know what? It's coming out soon. Let me just bang out the trilogy of Matrix. I got to the third movie. I'm like, should I go to bed? I was like, watch this shit, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to watch the whole goddamn trilogy. And if you haven't watched Resurrections yet, or even if you haven't watched the trilogy, or if you just watched the first movie and you watched the second one and you were like, mm, and then you didn't watch the third one, I, I really do advise you because to me the matrix is one of my all-time top five favorite movies of all time i freaking love the matrix it changed my life that's why i called myself geo of the neo because it sounds similar and i freaking hated my name we're gonna get into that later I have a lot of baggage in my life. Don't worry, don't worry, people. A lot of a lot a lot of stuff is gonna come out on the podcast. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get into my baggage later. Not not yet. Not it's not time yet. We'll deep dive later on. But um, yeah, Matrix is dope. The trilogy is amazing. Watching it now when I'm older and I'm in my thirties and I'm watching each film back to back, like I realized how beautifully it was crafted. The trilogy is just, it seemed like, it seemed like an entire story that was just chopped up into movies, into three movies, of course. And each movie had a beginning and an end. And it all synced up nicely into each other. And I remember the first time I watched The Matrix, I was like, whoa, blown away. Amazing. Jeez. Oh my God. Oh, whoa. I mean, The Matrix literally was a phenomenon that changed the world. It literally did. It changed people's thinking of the world we currently live in. That's how powerful the the movie was. The second one, when I first watched it back in the day when it was released, I'm gonna actually have to. I don't actually remember when was when did the Matrix come out? Let's 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 actually look at this up. Matrix, uh, one release. When did that come out? Because that came out back in the dizzy days. 1999 Jay Swiss buff September of 1999 oh my days are you kidding me (laughs) I was nine years old when the first matrix came out holy doo-doo wow matrix 2 came out when because Matrix blew everyone's mind. Matrix 2 came out a few years later in 2003. And then, of course, uh, Matrix 3, Revelations, or Revolutions, Revolutions, came out. Wait, what? No. No, that doesn't... Wait, Reloaded came out in... Wait, so Matrix 1 came out in 1999. I was nine years old. Reloaded came out in 2003. I was 13. Wait a minute. Matrix 2. Not in Australia. What are you doing? Oh, it, it came out first in Australia? Swear down. Huh. Well, would you look at that? Well, it came out May... Okay, so then you're telling me Reloaded came out the same year, just a few months later. Is that what they're saying to me? I mean, Revolutions. Revolutions came out in 2003 as well. Well, riddle me that. Are you for real? It came out in the same year? 
God, it seemed like there was ages between the two movies. Guess I was wrong. Yeah, it came out 2003. Huh. Huh. And Reloaded came out in 2000. Oh, swear down. That's really smart of them, actually. It came out May 2003, and then Revolutions came out just a few months later. And it made quite a booty ton of money as well. Box office was a 739.4 million for Reloaded, and it was 427.3 million for Revolutions. So Reloaded made a lot more money than uh, <laughs> Revolutions. Because to be honest, when it did come out, Revolutions just felt so... Eh, compared to the first Matrix, you know, because we were waiting for Neo to do mad things and he didn't do the mad things that we wanted him to do. But the Matrix, that made... Oh, wow, that didn't make as much as well. So Reloaded made the most out of the trilogy. But anyway, I'm sorry, I'm just... I freaking love this trilogy. But yeah, Matrix 1 was amazing. Matrix 2 was... It was good was really good but it wasn't as good as the first to me and revolutions just felt like eh, eh. but now that i'm older and now that i watched all three movies in a row oh my diddy dang gosh it is so beautiful like you have to be really you need to really pay attention to was it the wachowski brothers now i don't want to get into because i know there's a lot of like the Wachowski brothers uh, stole the, the idea for the Matrix from some other person. I don't want to get into all of that. I don't want to. I don't want to go deep into if it if the actual storyline was stolen and stuff. I'm not getting into that. I'm just getting into the Matrix trilogy itself. Nothing else can attach to it. It's so good. Okay. It's really, really good. And like Aaron said, there's a lot. There's like a lot of foreshadowing and a lot of signs and imagery and a lot of... It's intricate. There's stuff in there that was purposely put in there and it's so good. And there's a lot of symbols in the Matrix, a lot of symbols. And I advise you all to just bang it out. Bang out the six hours... Because it is six hours. <laughs> it is six hours of Matrix and it's worth every goddamn minute. God damn it. It's so damn good. Now, in Matrix 1, of course, we meet Neo. But um, when we first see him, he's called Thomas Anderson. And he's just, uh, what was it? He's an um, IT worker. In the, at, by day at a really good um, IT firm but at night he's a, a really amazing hacker that goes by Neo right and then it was actually Trinity that starts out the movie by hacking into um, Neo's PC and telling him to wake up we got you man we need you man and he's like what the hell's going on mate and then Trinity is the one that meets up with him saying hey you know why you're here. You know why you came. Because she was like, she's the one that hacked in and told him to follow the white rabbit. And he goes, what's the matrix? She goes, yeah, if you follow me, I'll let you know. And then it just goes off into 
a whole lot of awesome stuff. If you've watched The Matrix, you know, it's freaking dope. Now, one thing I really want to point out is when Neo goes to see the Oracle. Now, this is, uh, this is, uh, I love, I love foreshadowing and just, just good writing because like, first of all, when he goes to meet the Oracle, uh, when, when he goes in, the door already opens and then she goes, oh, you're here just on time. Come in and wait with the other potentials, right? So there's all these other kids in the room and they're all doing their own voodoo magic shit. And there's this one kid, I'm going to call him Ang because he looks like Ang from The Last Airbender, but he's not Ang, but he pretty much might as well be. He was metal bending anyway. Um, he meets this kid, I'm going to call him Ang, and he sees the kid bending the spoon in a weird way. And then Neil's like, hey man, how are you doing that? And then he goes, um, no, no, actually, Neil doesn't even say anything, actually. The, kid, the, kid's just, the kid just notices him watching. And then the kid just goes, I bet you're thinking how I do that. And um, he goes, it, basically, he goes, I'm not, I'm not actually bending spoon. And then he was like, can I do that? He's like, yeah. He goes, how do you do it? And he goes, well, you just need to realize, uh, you need to see the truth of the world. That's what the kid says. Basically, you need to look at the truth of the world. And then, what's, and then Neil goes, what's that? And then the kid goes, well, the truth is there is no spoon because what you're holding there in your hand isn't real. And once you've realized that this is all ones and zeros and kanji and because there was, if you actually look at the matrix, there's mad, that katakana and hiragana in there. But there's one zeros and kana and stuff in the matrix. You realize that's it's not a real spoon. And, and he bent it. It's freaking cool. Anyway, anyway, I'm just hyping. I'm, I'm, I'm getting so hyped for Matrix 4. Um, he goes to see the Oracle. And then the Oracle basically checks him out. And then she goes, she looks at his hand and then she goes, well, I can, you know, nod and go, hmm, 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 looks good. But you already know what I'm going to say. And he's going to say... And then he went, that I'm not the one. And then she goes, that's it. You got the potential kid, but you're waiting for something. And then he goes, what? I'm waiting for what? And then she goes, I don't know. Maybe your next life. And it's that, it's that foreshadowing that if you don't watch it the first time, you're going to miss it. But the second or third watching, you realize that she actually tells him that you have the potential to be the one, but you're not ready yet. And then when he goes, what am I waiting for? She goes, I don't know, maybe your next life. And then when you actually get to the end of the movie, when he gets shot by um, Mr. Smith and dies, he dies. He actually dies. And then it was the fact that Trinity had to go on top of him and be like, hey, Neil. I'm not afraid anymore. I got to tell you something. The Oracle told me that I fall in love with the one. So you see, you can't be dead because I'm in love with you. I'm in love with the one. And then he goes, and then he wakes up and she goes, okay, now get up. And then he gets up and then he finally, and then like the Oracle said, 
in his next life, he becomes the one. So he died, came back to life, became the one. And he was waiting for Trinity to tell him that she was in love with him because the Oracle said that she will fall in love with the one. And because she fell in love with Neo, you can't die because I fell in love with you. That means you, therefore you must be the one. It's shit like that, man. And this kind of symbolism and foreshadowing goes throughout the entire movie. The entire trilogy. Like Matrix 2 was great, but there was only two scenes. One scene in particular that was like too long. And that scene was the, um, what was it? What's this called? The, the Merivengi? The Merivengi? What's this dude's name called? The Frenchman. The Merivengi. He has a sick line. He goes, I love speaking in French. And he, like, the swearing is so beautiful. And he goes, it's like, oh, it's like wiping your ass with silk. It's delicious. <laughs> he's, he's funny. But anyway, no, I'll talk about that scene later. But the, the, the scene that went on too long was the, the, the Zion rave party scene. Like that Zion rave party scene in Reloaded was way too long. People were bouncing around in slow motion, getting all sweaty and heated, rubbing against each other. And then the scene was kind of in between Neo and Trinity boning and having sex. It was just, I mean, the first few minutes, you're like, okay, cool. I get what's going on. And then it kept going on. And then it kept going on. And then it kept going on. And it got to a point where I was a bit uncomfortable. Like, okay, I get it. They're dancing their ass off. Do, do we need this much Zion rave scene. <laughs> it was a bit weird after a while. That could have, you could have cut like three minutes off that. It was a bit too long. And then the other part, which it wasn't that bad, but it was a part when, like I said, they met the Frenchman, the Merovingi. What, how do you, what, what is his name? Frenchman in Matrix Reloaded. What is that goddamn guy's name? No, what's, what is, what is his, the Merovingian? There we go, the Merovingian. When they met the Merovingian, it was like, it was so weird. I understand that his character was supposed to be an asshole and stuff, but it's like, when he sent the cake to the lady and then he made her orgasm and you saw that, it was just weird. I mean, I understood because it, it does tie into the end why his wife betrayed him and blah, blah, blah. But it was just, I didn't like that scene as well. So they could have done that in a more better way, but I understand why they did it. And then you get into revolutions. Now, people don't like revolution for the simple fact that there was, no, it was, re, no, sorry. They don't like reloaded because of the scene at the end with the, what's his name? When he, when, oh, what's that guy at the end? The guy in white with the, all the TVs. I like that scene. A lot of people don't like that scene. But that scene is very, very important because that gave a lot of information about the Matrix. It was when we realized that Neo wasn't the first. He's the, num I think he was the sixth chosen one. And that the Matrix and has been reloaded five times already. Hence why the movie was called Reloaded, by the way. Because like, 
it, it was just oh I just love it people oh you don't understand the Matrix trilogy is so good and I hate that people don't like Reloaded and they don't like that scene with the guy in the TVs at the end it was so cool I don't care it was so good there was so much good information and it made sense to why the Matrix is the way the Matrix is I don't want to spoil it because I want you guys to watch it because it really is good it's so good <laughs> and Revolutions I loved there was one scene in particular in Zion when that old man, he wasn't old, but that old general guy in that Gundam mecha suit, flipping Titan full, oh, it was so dope. And he's just there, just, oh my God. Oh, just watch it. Just watch the Matrix trilogy. It's so good. And if you watch the entire trilogy, you realize at the end, why there was going to be a fourth one. There was always going to be a fourth one. It was so stupid of us to not know there was going to be a fourth one. Of course, the fourth one was going to happen because at the end, when the Oracle is talking to... Okay, no, I need to find his name. It's, it's peeing me off now. Man in white in Matrix. What is his name? Not Agent Smith, God damn it. Not the twins... What's his name? The architect. Thank you. So when the uh, when the um when basically you if you haven't watched it, short spoiler, which technically it's not. It's goddamn so old. It's almost a ten year old movie. <coughs> I mean, it's more than a ten year old movie actually. <coughs> anyway, it's, it's almost a twenty year old movie. So, but anyway, at the end, Neo saves Zion. Right. And he makes a peace between the machines and the humans. And then the Oracle is sitting there on the bench looking on, on a new... Oh, God damn it, every goddamn time. Looking, <laughs> looking over a new sun rising on the Matrix. And the architect comes walking through and he looks at her and he's like, how long do you think this peace is going to last? And she looks at him and goes, as long as it needs to. And then he's like, <laughs> now. This, this is because what you need to understand is that the end of revolutions, nothing has been solved. Nothing has been solved at all. All Neo did was pretty much create a peace pact. That's it between Zion and the machines. That's it. People are still being used as batteries and they're still plugged into the Matrix. The whole point of the Matrix movie trilogy, the world, is that the people who are unplugged in Zion are basically trying to save the entire human race and stop machines from using them as batteries. At the same time, trying to protect Zion, because if not, the machines will destroy all humans and then humans are always going to be batteries for all eternity trapped in the matrix the issue now is that neo just came into the middle of that and went stop fighting peace so that the machines don't destroy zion that's all that happened now it makes sense that there has to be a fourth movie because nothing has been solved and it makes sense that it's called Resurrections. And it makes sense that Trinity and Neo are back 
as it's called Resurrections, because what we've realized is that Neo actually has the power to bring people back from the dead. And he himself has come back from the dead. Because remember, in the first movie, he died. And then he revived himself again. So I'm guessing it makes sense that being in the machine world, they are also able to not only revive him, but also revive Trinity or resurrect as new movies now called Resurrections. So I'm looking forward to if I'm hoping it's just the same goodness that the original trilogy had. I hope it's just a continuation of that story, a proper continuation. Because I know that Neo now looks, I mean, I should say Keanu Reeves now looks like John Wick. So pretty much we've got now, you know, Wick Neo looking. <laughs> They've combined both of the worlds. We, we've got Wick Neo now. And um, what's her name? Because she still looks good, man. Like, she's, she still look good. What's her name again? Uh, yeah, Carrie-Anne. Carrie, Carrie-Anne Moss. She still looks good. I mean, she looked good back then as Trinity. She looked real good back then as Trinity. And she still looked good now as Trinity, so... Big up, Carrie-Anne Moss, man. Harry and Moss was blown away by how Neo and Trinity return in The Matrix 4. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait to watch that. Oh my gosh. Anyway, that's enough of my gushing. How, how many minutes gushing over flipping Matrix? <laughs> 25 minutes. <laughs> Go watch the trilogy and watch the fourth one. I'm definitely going to. So now we've gotten up to the part where things get a bit different. I'm just going to get straight into it. The coronavirus in Japan, from my point of view. <laughs> so here's what's funny, right? It was, I remember when it happened for me. I, I, it, it was 2019. 2019 in December, I went back home to hang out with my family because, of course, it's Christmas, right? And every year since I moved to Japan, so I think it was 2017, 2018, then 2019, every one of those years, I always went back home to see my mom and my sisters and hopefully meet up with some of my friends for Christmas and for New Year's because, you know, Christmas is a time to spend with your family. So I always try to go back home to see my family. I always try to bring snacks as well because, you know, my sisters are snack monsters and they don't give a shit about me. They just give a shit about Japanese snacks. So you know what? <laughs> I do what any good brother does and I'm like, fine, go have your snacks. F off, fuck off. Go right, go on. And seriously, every time I go back home, they're like, George, did you bring snacks? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, what'd you come back for then? <laughs> I'm like, go into my suitcase instead. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I fuck off. Go into my suitcase and just start munching on all the snacks they can. You know, it's my duty. It's my duty. Hopefully, when I get back, I should have to get double, double those snacks than usual. Get them fat on those Japanese snacks, eh? And then 2020, when I came back in January, that was when my first taste of uh the sounds of the corona of covid19 of it you know being in wuhan and 
there's issue and problems. Now, any any logical person, any logical person with critical thinking that hears that there's a virus in Wuhan, China, and you're living in Japan, the first thought I had is, oh shit, that's gonna, that shit's going to spread here fast. It's going to spread because we're right next to China. We are right next to China. And China's connected to Korea. So that's going to go to Korea. Then Korea's going to come to Japan. And then we're going to get that shit. That's, that was just critical thinking. Critical thinking. You know, it's just common sense. You know? So I come to Japan. And everyone is just... Just, just any, any, any other Sunday. Like they, they're just going on like things are normal. And remember, this is early times. This is early, early 2020. This is early. And then it was like, um, yeah, business as usual, pretty much. Business as usual. And it was like, there was no precautions. There was no nothing. Everyone's just watching going, oh, that's a shame. You know, oh, there's, there's a virus in China. Oh my gosh. And I'm here like, um, anyone going to do nothing? No one's going to do nothing? Okay. No one did nothing. Everyone went to work. I went to work. Everyone went to work. And I remember, because I will never forget, when I was at work, right, uh, the people that I work with, they are, they are a bit older, by the way. They're around like uh, 40, 40 plus, you know, 40 plus Japanese people that I work with. Some are young, but we are far and few between. Like, there will probably be only like two or three people around the age of 20, 30-ish, <laughs> while everyone else is 40 plus. So these guys, right, they're like, oh, see, Japan is so like, Japanese people are so clean, right? Like, you know, it hasn't spread here. It hasn't, it hasn't spread here because Japanese people were so clean. We're so nice. Like, we, 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 we wear masks anyway. Like, we're just clean. It's, just, it's not here, you know. We just, we just don't have the coronavirus. And I'm there listening to this. Like, oh, oh, really? Okay. I'm just trying to be nice. Like, oh, okay. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's clean. Yeah, it's, it's, it's clean. And they're like, yeah. And then, because, the, you know, it spread, it started to spread to the States, it started to spread to the UK. And they were asking me, oh, we heard that the coronavirus is in the UK now. Is, is your family okay? I'm like, yeah, everyone's fine. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah, everyone's cool. <laughs> they were like kind of upset. They really, they really asked it. They asked it in the way that they were upset that everyone was fine. They were like, is, any, is everyone okay? I'm like, yeah, I haven't, my friends are cool. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I haven't got no messages saying that anyone caught the Rona. So yeah, everyone's cool. And they're like, oh, okay. Okay. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and all the while, all, the, all this while, yeah. This is when the Olympics were supposed to pop off, right? In 2020. So um, I guess the mayor of Tokyo was just like, she was just like, we good, man. Like... <laughs> This is this is this is happening. There's there's nothing wrong, and the Olympic Committee were just like, yeah, we're still gonna go on with the Olympics. Nothing, everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's all good. And I'm watching all of this. Like, how are you saying everything is good? This this thing has already spread to the states. It's spread to the UK. It's spreading all over. You're telling me that shit is not in Japan? 
we are right next to China. And everyone in Japan is just like, yeah, it's just because Japan's all clean. It's all nice. You see, like we're cleanly. We Japanese people are cleanly. And I'm like, okay, cool. But like, it's definitely here. You guys can't be saying it's not. It's definitely here. We're literally right next to China. We're next door neighbors. Like if it's going to hit the goddamn States and the UK half across the world, it's definitely here. And they're like, no, man, it's not here. I'm like, okay. So, you know, as, as they're still trying to go on with the Olympics, you know, what happened is it's starting to get bad. Like, the UK and the States and everywhere else is starting to get hit. Like the the signs are going up and people are standing like early, early synopsis of this thing. It's like, we don't know what this is, but it's, it's murking people. It's spreading. And then everyone's like, Oh, and then everyone starts to like close their, slowly starting to close their borders, starting to get serious, starting to stop flights and stuff. And then the Olympic committee in Japan is still like, yeah, man, we're still going to go ahead with the Olympics. Nothing wrong here. There's no coronavirus in Japan. And then I believe it was the... What what ship came to Japan and then they stopped it at the harbour? I think it was the Queen... The Queen's Mary or something? Like that. Let, me, let me check that out. It was the Queen... The Queen... Queen's Mary... Uh, ship. Was it the Queen Mary ship? Japan. Was it the Queen Mary ship? Was it... Was it that? Oh man, I forgot I forgot what ship it was, but there was a ship that was apparently supposed to dock and then they stopped that flip. They were like, Mm-mm, you cannot come ashore. And so all of those people, hundreds of people stuck on a cruise ship and then the Rona spread all over that cruise ship. <laughs> people that didn't catch the Rona on the cruise ship ended up catching it because they didn't allow people to come off the ship. And I'm trying to find it. I think it was the Queen's Mary, but I, I don't remember. I think it was the Queen's Mary. Am I correct? Is my brain that good? Uh, I don't know. But I know it was a cruise ship. And basically, I'm still there like... I, I, I remember looking at all of this go down, right? And I'm like, how are these people so happy-go-lucky? I remember going to work, all the kids are just jumping around, just coughing and touching each other and stuff. And all the teachers are just happily chatting away at lunchtime, like right next to each other. And I'm like, yo, this stuff is spreading. And you guys are just here, just chilling, like nothing's going on in the world. And like saying that Japan is all cleanly and shit and that Rona's never going to get here. And then the Olympic committee is still saying that, yeah, we're still going ahead with the Olympics. And everyone's like, uh, no, do you not see the state of the world? <laughs> and then finally, I think what really happened was I think what happened was um i believe it was the end of february because when this is when i knew that it was gg because it was around my birthday and then i went to where did hakone i went to hakone for my birthday and it was cool i got to see some evangelion stuff and yeah the hakone had some evan eva stuff going on and i was taking pictures with the eva stuff it was pretty cool 
And then luckily I came back just when they were like, okay, we're shutting everything down. Everything in Japan is shut down now. I don't know, what the fuck just happened? Wasn't it just the other day you're seeing that Jap- Japanese people are cleanly and shit and they're washing each other. That's why the virus ain't here. And I look on the TV, or I should say on YouTube and the TV, and then the PM of Tokyo, she was all like, yeah, so basically um, we're going to go into a state of emergency. And I'm like, what? What? And then it's almost like the Olympic committee had to just admit defeat. And it was, ve- it was, very, it was very interesting timing. Because as soon as the Olympic committee said, okay, we might have to postpone the Olympics, the literally, it felt like the next day, the next day is when the PM of Tokyo, she just went out and said, okay, so there are cases of coronavirus in Japan and now we have to all go in a state of emergency. And it was like, it was so fitting that that's when you chose to say that right after the Olympic committee said that they're no longer looking to like hold the Olympics anymore. And then all of a sudden, everything was shut down. No more going to work, no more going to schools, no more doing everything. Everyone just stay at home. Stay at home time, state of emergency. Everyone stay at home. But we can't force, because this is, this is the weird thing about Japan. They cannot force you to stay at home. They cannot force restaurants to close and their doors. They cannot force people to do it they just advise you to do so and the thing about japanese people is that they're so harmonized that everyone was like all right (laughs) and they just did it because under law in japan you cannot actually force people to stay at home you can just advise them to do so so unlike the uk or america or even you know india when they were whipping people in the streets if someone was just outside, they ain't going to get arrested because under Japanese law, you cannot actually force someone to close their doors or to stay at home. But because everyone is so harmonized in this country, when, when the government tells you to stay home, you stay home, regardless if it's forceful or not. So it was just so strange to me to see people just a few weeks earlier saying, Japan is so cleanly. We're so clean. We do onsens and we we wash ourselves and we love, you know, we love keep we wear masks and we love just not spreading disease. Boom! Oh no, shut down. The coronavirus is here now. Everywhere has it. And it was so conveniently after the Olympic Committee said that they're not holding the Olympics anymore. How convenient when they said that. How convenient. Obviously. Obviously. It was obvious that Japan wanted to show that there was no coronavirus in Japan so that they can hold the Olympics. That's the only reason why, even after every other country was saying that they were getting cases, Japan was just like, no, we don't have cases. We don't have cases. It wasn't because Japanese people were cleanly. Mm -mm -mm. Mm, No, no, no. It was because of the Olympics. They just wanted to hold the Olympics and they wanted to do anything to make sure that the Olympics happen and that people come for the Olympics. But it got so bad in other countries and other countries started to close their borders that they realized even if they did hold the Olympics, ain't no one coming because of the virus. So they had to 
they, they were forced to postpone it because ain't no one gonna come anyway. And when they did postpone it, that's when finally Japan said, okay, the virus is here. Okay, everyone stay at home. It was just, oh, it was so annoying as a foreigner to watch that as someone who can see from the outside, looking at these people telling me, we're so clean, virus ain't here. And I'm like, how, how are you that naive to not see that China is so close that of course it's here? And that the only reason why the Japanese government was so late to do anything is because of the Olympics. And you guys are just on your high horse saying that Japan is so amazing, we're so clean. No, man! It's funny how it's... Anyway. And then we were on shutdown. And then for like, what? Three months or four months, something like that. No work. I think it was three months. Two or three months. There was like shutdown. No one works. No one does anything. It was a crazy time. Very, very crazy time. No one knew what to do. Everyone was staying at home. It was very depressive. <laughs> you can't go out. You can't do anything. You can't touch anyone. It was so annoying because everyone had plans. 2020 was supposed to be be the year to like get hyped for the Olympics, go out and explore, meet new people, do new stuff. No, shut down. It's fucking annoying. And then came this whole. <sighs> okay, so. If you're Japanese and you're watching this, please don't be offended because this is this is no offense to Japan. Like Japan is a great place to holiday in. <laughs> anyway, like I said, I'll get more into that later. But um, here's the thing, right? From my point of view, and from what I've seen of Japan, Japan is not really good at English. They're just not. Some of them are, but the majority of Japan is just not. They're just not good in English. As someone who's been here as an English speaker and who's teaching English, I just realized that, yeah, Japan is just not good when it comes to English. And I say this not because I'm like saying that, you know, it's Japan. Of course, they're not good in English. No, I'm saying this because Japan teaches students English from primary school or elementary school for you guys in the States from primary school. So from the ages of like six, seven, eight to the age of what high school. So that's 15, 16, 17. These kids are learning English and still their proficiency in English is poo-poo. It's poo-poo buff. And I understand it's bad because Unfortunately, they don't get to practice their English because, you know, in a society that's what, 90, what was it? 98% or 97.98% <laughs> Japanese people. It makes sense that you don't get to actually practice your English. That's why most Japanese people go to the States or they go to the UK or Australia or any other English speaking country just so that they can practice their, you know, English. 
But then when they get there, they realize that they don't actually get to practice their English because they only stay for a few weeks or a month or two and then they go back to Japan. So they don't really get to improve their English. And this is from me talking to people that have actually done this. One of the uh, uh, teachers I was talking to said that he did a homestay in, I believe it was Australia? No, in the States. No, it was Australia. He went to Australia for like two months and he came back and said, yeah, I didn't improve my English, but it was a great experience. <laughs> but yeah, the English is poo-poo. It's just poo-poo. And from what I understand is that most of the information about the coronavirus first came out in English. And then from English, you have to translate it to Japanese. So that's why it was late for the Japanese people to understand what's going on with the Rona because they can't fully, especially if it's like uh, a virus. So you have a lot of technical terms in English that, you know, if you don't understand the language, you're not going to grasp. Hence why it might take a bit longer for non-English speakers to, you know, get the hang of what's actually going on. I believe that's why the government... One of the reasons, anyway, why the Japanese government really didn't handle the coronavirus situation very well at all. I mean, they tried their best, but they didn't really handle it well. Like, with, like I said, with the cruise ship, everyone on that cruise ship got the Rona. All of them did. All of them got the vid. And they could have prevented that, but they just made it worse. And then because they were pretty much saying that no one had the Rona, in Japan, when they finally did tell people to stay at home, it was a bit late because the vid was everywhere in Japan. But even though <clears throat> there was a state of emergency, people were at home and, you know, they were saying the coronavirus was in Japan. They were still saying that it's not a lot of people. It's just a few people. It's just, it's just a little amount of people. And then the cases went up and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's spreading. Oh, there's more people. And it's like, and then it got to a point where the Japanese people were asking the government, okay, what do we do? What's happening? Because when other countries were getting the vaccines for the first time, Japan wasn't getting the vaccines at first. Japan didn't have the vaccine for a long time. So people were like, okay, so what do we do? How do we do this? A lot of people were like, you know, their jobs, their livelihood depends on going to work to having people come to their restaurants and stuff. And the government was just like twiddling their thumbs, <laughs> saying to stay at home. It's like, yeah, motherfucker, we're staying at home. What do we do? <laughs> and then that's when the government was finally forced to do the, you know, that paid relief to do that check to everyone. I believe it's anyone that's worked here for more than two years or three years, something like that. They get a check in the mail. I believe it was, how much was it? Was it like 600 quid? I think it was 600. How much was it? I believe it was 100,000. Yeah, so it was around 700 pounds. It was around $1,000 that they were giving out to people. Now, if you're just a single person, getting $1,000 is GG. Kinda. Um, but if you are in a family... And you're providing for a family. Yeah, you get a thousand per head. So if you're in a, let's say, four person family, that's four thousand. That's that's four thousand dollars. That's decent. 
But like, let's say you're in a four person family and you own a restaurant and you have employees that also need to be paid and you need to pay the rent on your goddamn restaurant and all of that stuff. It's like, that wasn't really a lot of money. Not at all. <laughs> and that was the only paid relief that people got in Japan, you know. It was only the one, one time. That was it. There was no other paid relief. It was the one time, like $1,000, which is around like 700 quid, 750 quid, whatever. And that was it. <laughs> and then it was like, I believe it was before, before the summer holidays. I believe that month before the summer holidays, it was like, all right, everyone back to work. But everyone has to wear masks, social distance, use the sanitation. And then I went back to work. Ain't no one social distancing. That was a bullshit. That was a lie. Come on, man. Going to a school, those kids were falling all over each other. Those kids were antsy, man. They wanted to play and have fun and jump around. Months of their school life was ripped away from them. So they... <laughs> bro, there was no social distancing in Japan. Bullshit. No social distancing. In some places there were. But in... No. <laughs> Oh jeez. And the thing is, as the as the months went by and people were asking the government to do something and the government wasn't really doing much, the more Japanese people were like just getting tired of staying in and doing anything. And it got to a boiling point where people were just like, fuck it. Just fuck it. We don't care anymore. Fuck it. And they just started going out and drinking and doing shit again. Not a lot of people, but some people were just like, fuck it, whatever. And then that's when finally the vaccine started to come to uh, Japan, finally. But by that time, people were like, fuck it anyway. But it was a bit annoying because um, Japan is the place, is, Japan is a very social place when it comes to nightlife. There's a lot of things to do. You can go on YouTube and just type in a lot of uh, Japanese YouTubers or foreigners that live in Japan. You can see so much things to do in Japan. You can go karaoke, you can go bowling, you can go play darts, billiards, you can go just to a club, you can go to an izakaya, you can... There are so many things. You can go to a maid cafe, a flipping a host club. There's so many stupid, crazy things to do in Japan in terms of nightlife. And all of that was just slain. It was killed. Bob, you can even go to a manga store. Do you know how dope Japan is? You can go to a manga store one o'clock in the fucking morning and just chill in a manga store just reading manga. That's how dope Japan fucking is. You know, like you can do mad stuff in this country, but all of that died. All of that just deaded. Even if you go out, things closed down by like 9 p.m. So by 10 it was like a ghost town and it was just so shit. It was so shit. Oh my God. It was so shit. <sighs> shit. But yeah, they, 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 they did people dirt. I'm not going to lie. They did people dirt. I mean, there's more nuance to go into, but there's just so much. And like I said, it's only from my perspective. <laughs> I would love to get other people's perspective. But the biggest issue that came with the coronavirus being in Japan is how Japanese people treated foreigners. 
Now, this is this is this is. I've heard other people say this that have been here, but from my point of view, Japanese people, right? Like, how do I say this in the most nicest way? <laughs> when it comes to Japan, all right. Japan is the kind of place that they pretty much come up with what I what I say is an excuse. They come up with excuses, right? The one thing that they 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 bring up, they love to bring up all the time is that Japan is an island nation. It's remote. We're remote from the world. We don't know. We're an island nation. We're a small island nation. We don't know what's going on with the rest of the world. We're so disconnected from anyone else. We're just doing our own thing. And I call bullshit. I call bullshit on your secluded island nation bullshit. No, I don't believe that you are trying shit. Australia is a fucking remote island nation they're the only fucking landmass in the southern hemisphere it takes over a day on the plane to fucking get there those motherfuckers know what the hell's going on the uk is also an island nation fucking smaller than japan that motherfucker almost conquered half of the goddamn world so don't give me that shit about japan being an island nation they're so secluded we don't know what's going on with the rest of the world bullshit it's just excuses 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 they really are naive when it comes to information outside of japan in japan oh shit they'll tell you everything about their own country they love talking about their own country and everything going on in it but when it comes to anywhere outside of japan they don't know shit they don't know nothing of nothing and they use the excuse of we're an island nation so we don't know of the, uh, whatever man bullshit you just don't. You just choose not to. I've read your history. 500 years back in the day, they purposely locked their gates to the rest of the world. <laughs> it's just that mentality of keeping things closed in. And they don't want to mix. They don't want to do anything outside of Japan. That mentality still hasn't left this nation. So when the coronavirus hit, you need to understand that the coronavirus, like I'm not, I don't care where viruses come from. I don't care if it originated in whatever country, but what you need to understand is that the coronavirus originated in Wuhan, China, and it is an Asian nation. It is your neighbor. Yet Japanese people were looking at foreigners like we're the ones that are spreading this motherfucker. And that's what was annoying. That's what's really pissed off. Because you can feel it. You can feel that that's what they were doing. Like, for an example, for an example, let's say you're walking down the street. You have a, you, you, I'm a, you're a foreigner, of course. You have a mask on. You're doing the appropriate things. You're masked. You're keeping your social distance. You're doing your own thing. You see... A Japanese person or an Asian person, doesn't, doesn't matter, they can be whatever, but mostly going to be Japanese. They don't have a mask on. They're walking through the crowd without a mask, regardless if they're smoking or they're drinking or eating something. I don't know, but they're walking through the crowd without a mask. Other Japanese people who are masked will walk by this unmasked person 
fine. But then when they get close to you, that's when they try to avoid you and try and fix up their mask like you're the walking plague. And that's a massive issue. That's a massive issue. Because like I told you earlier on, in this country, there's what, 97.98% people that are Japanese. We as the foreigners in Japan only make up 2.27%. Only 2.27%. So statistically, you are of course going to catch the virus more from a native Japanese person than a foreigner because there's hardly any foreigners in Japan. And all the foreigners you are going to meet are mostly going to be around the cities like Tokyo or Kyoto or Osaka or Nagoya or um, up in Hokkaido in... God damn, my mind is going blank. But you know what I mean, only in the cities. Or if you go down to Fukuoka, to those main cities as well, down there. That's, that's the only places you're going to see. There's a, there's a few foreigners up there in the countryside and stuff. This, we've still got a few, few here dotted here and there. Far and few between. But the most are going to be concentrated in the cities. And even the ones in the cities, they're just a small amount compared to the huger, greater population of Japanese people. And yet... They still treat foreigners like they're the walking plague. They literally, even though the Japan was spiking in coronavirus cases, they're literally, because I remember watching the TV at, the, at these times, they were literally, oh my God. Oh my dude, dudes, dudes. So on the TV, oh my God, Japanese TV, don't even get me started. So on the TV, when the coronavirus was like in its prime, in its raw, and it was flaming across the world, and we were all like, oh no, stay at home, back in the 2020s, right? On the TV, I think it was Brazil they were showing or something, and they were like, oh, look at Brazil. Oh, how is it over there? And there was, you know, uh, <laughs> there was a reporter, Japanese reporter in Brazil, and she was like, oh, yeah, it's bad over here. As you can see, the cases are spiking all over here. Oh, my gosh. Look at the, look at this. What's going on? People here. Some of them are maskless. Some of them seem to not care. But, you know, the cases are here. Oh, my gosh. And they were just, you can just tell that the way they were talking, they were like, oh, look at these other countries. Look at how, look at how they're treating the situation. Oh, how the cases are spiking over there. It's really bad over there. The cases are so big. Oh my gosh. But here in Japan, cases are so small. <laughs> it's not bad over here. It's not so bad. Even when the coronavirus is in japan <laughs> they were still treating it like yeah it's in japan but it's not as bad as over there so we're still better kind of thing so then as a foreigner when you're walking around japan they they pull it into japanese people's heads that it's bad in other countries not in japan so i'm guessing in their heads any foreigner they see must be from those other dirty corona countries and now they've come to our country oh my god so now they're walking around like trying to avoid you like you're the goddamn plague and it's like no bro <laughs> you forget where this shit originated from you forget this shit was already in japan way before it hit any other country 
But like I said, they don't know. They don't really care because they only care about what's happening in Japan. They don't really care much about what's going on in the rest of the world. <laughs> and that's one of my biggest issues with this country. <sighs> so the state now. So now, right at this moment. Uh, so it's weird. It's weird in this country because I think it's gone to a point where a lot of people just don't care anymore. A lot of people, now that we've all got our, or most people, because some people have still, of course, like in every country, some people chose not to get the vaccine. So we don't really know who's vaccinated, who's not vaccinated. No one's walking around with vaccination cards to show you if they're vaccinated or not. It doesn't really, like, you don't know. That's the thing about Japan. You don't know who's vaccinated or who's not vaccinated. And they could just lie to you. They could say they're vaccinated and they're not. So you don't really actually know who in Japan got their vaccine and who didn't. You know, <laughs> you really don't know. That's why everyone's still walking around with masks. You really don't actually know. Like, what? <laughs> it's just a mad thing. Like, um, places were supposed to open up and then the Omicron, the Omegatron, the Cybertron virus, <laughs> that motherfucker showed up. Oh, and that's another funny thing, right? As soon, and, and this was like, and, and the people who are angry are, are right to be angry. When the Omegatron, Cybertron virus, Unicorn virus was, you know, um, it came out. And then it came out that it originated from South Africa. By the way, it didn't originate in South Africa. It was already seen in other continents. But anyway, they made it like it came from South Africa. And all of a sudden, Japan was just like, oh, we must close our gates to South Africa. No, South Africa will never come to this country again. And of course, that was uproar. Because they treated, because that's what Japan does. Every other country is just dirty. They're just dirty country. Don't come to our country, you're dirty. And it's like, bro, this virus is all over the world. You can't just lock off an entire country. What about all the other countries? Lock off the other countries too. Because if it's in South Africa, it's in everywhere, which they've shown it did show up everywhere. Omegatron, Cybertron, Unicorn variant is everywhere. But no, they just locked off South Africa because they just want to lock off South Africa because that's what Japan does. They just don't care. They just, they just treat other kind. They just, they just don't care. They just, they just lock you off. They don't care. Cause the thing, and it's called, you know what it's called? It's called, it's called pride. They, they have this uh, Japanese pride where they're very prideful people. Even if they're wrong, they don't want to show they're wrong because they want to save face. And saving face is a very big thing in Japan. Let me give you an example. Let's say you're in a classroom. Right. And you're teaching with, you know, team teaching with, you know, a Japanese person. Let's say the Japanese teacher says something wrong in English. Right. You then correct them. Think as you know, as the, you know, just trying to, hey, by the way, it's not pronounced like that. It's pronounced like this. Just, just to let you know, this is how you pronounce it. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 all right, okay, okay. And then you, you're thinking, okay, cool. You know, it's all good. But actually, what you didn't know, what you just did, is you motherfucking disrespected them. You corrected them in their lesson in front of their students. 
That's a big bad no-no. You don't do that shit. You don't do that shit at all. So then what happens is they will harbor bad feelings towards you. And then to save face, they will either say something in Japanese to their students to like be a wise crack at you because they don't know, they know that maybe you don't understand them or they'll make you do something like make you do extra work or something to make them feel better. And they, that's them saving face because even though they were wrong, they do not want to admit that they were wrong because they don't want to look bad in front of their peers or in front of their students. And that's just the mentality in this country, <laughs> saving face. That's why they say that Japanese people have two faces because in front of you or in front of others, they want to be seen as this nice person that's just very friendly and very nice. But then behind your back, they're just chatting mad shit, chatting mad shit about you. They don't give a fuck about you, but they still want you to like them. That's the weirdest thing I found in Japan, you know, is that they will chat shit about you. They will laugh and joke and tease you in front of other people. Like, but they, but to you, they still want you to treat them nicely. They still want to hear you say, oh, hi, gozaimasu, and oh, oskarasama and all of this, and all, and all of that shit. They still want that. They still want the greetings and the ceremonial shit. But then behind your back, they're just chatting mad dirt. <laughs> mad dirt. <laughs> Such a weird place to be. And it's fun though. It's weird. It's just, just, it's just, it's just weird. Like, and I say, I say this with just the, the, the biggest niceness in my heart. I say it with all of the heart I can. Most Japanese people are awkward and that's coming from an awkward person because I'm awkward and as an awkward person, I know awkwardness, <laughs> you know, I, I know it when I see it because <laughs> I'm awkward myself and they are just not all of them. There's, there's so much, there's so many nice people in this country. I really do want people to come to Japan before it dies because they, they are a dying breed. And I really hope they do something about that because I don't want Japan to disappear. There's so much good shit in Japan and they really need to do something. They need to fix up the countryside and repopulate. That's what they need to do. Oh my God. They really need to do that. I want people to experience Japan the way Japan's supposed to be experienced, but it's dying. It is literally dying before our eyes. Everything is becoming gentrified and it's dying. The old school Japan is dying and it's breaking my heart because that's why I came. I came for the ninjas and the samurai and the friggin' Matsuris and a goddamn flipping, flipping out, man. Just give me the shit that I wanted, man. Stop dying. Like, what's, what is this? Break my heart, man. Come on. <sighs> but they are still awkward, though. <laughs> but yeah, like I was saying, I kind of went, I kind of digressed. But, um, oh my gosh. Yeah, so now people are just not giving shits anymore. I think places are still closing a bit early. But I think they're slowly starting to open up more and more and more as people are, some people are vaccinated. So they're starting to, things are starting to open up. You can now go karaoke and you can go darts and bowling and izakayas. You can start doing that shit again. 
it's not it's not full force like it used to be. It's not in it's not full gun hole. Let's just go ham and party until the next morning and maybe then some. It's not like that. But um, now people just don't give a shit. It seems that people don't give a fuck anymore. They're like, catch the vid. I don't I don't care anymore. I'm gonna go out. <laughs> That's how people are like. But people are still cautious because of the new friggin' Cybertron, Omegatron, Unicorn Tron friggin' variant that's flying around. It's so goddamn annoying. Treating foreigners like they're the walking goddamn plague when we hardly make up any of the goddamn population. You don't know who the fuck is, you know, taking the vaccine or not. You don't know who to hang out with or not. It's just a weird situation to be in. It's just a weird situation to be in because you want to go out. You want to go out. But you also don't want to catch this virus. But you don't want to wear a mask anymore. But you don't want to stay at home. But you want to party. But you don't trust clubs. But you want to drink. But there's too many people in the izakaya now. <laughs> so it's like, fuck. <laughs> it's such a weird situation to be in. So weird, man. And like I said before, Japan is dying, guys. Japan is dying. It is slowly dying. There's one word in Japanese that I don't like. Some people like this word, but I don't like it because I don't like the way it's used. If it's used correctly, then I like it. But if it's not used correctly, did I say that correctly? <laughs> did I say correctly? Correctly. <laughs> but if it's not used correctly, I don't like it. And that word is shogunai. I'll repeat it again. It is shogunai. Now, shogunai means it can't be helped in English. That's literally the English translation. It cannot be helped. Oh, shogunai, ne, shogunai. Like, oh, well, can't be helped. And the reason why I hate this is because... Um, I remember when I was reading the reports that um, the population of Japan was decreasing. I was talking to a Japanese person about this. And I was like, so what's happening with the population? Like, what's going on? Why is it decreasing? Like, why, isn't, why aren't people getting married, having babies? What's going on? And they were like, hmm. And I'm like, Shogunai? What do you mean? <laughs> what? What do you mean it can't be helped? What? Your population's decreasing and you're telling me it can't be helped? Yes, it can. What do you mean? And it's so weird. It's so weird as a foreigner to speak to Japanese people and for them to not really care that the population's dec That's what it feels like. It feels like they just don't care. I feel like I'm in a country full of people that just don't give a fuck about anything. They work themselves to death, drink themselves to death, vid themselves to death. They don't give a fuck. Work hard, party hard, die hard. <laughs> that's the place I'm in it's like what the heck is going on oh my gosh please don't die <laughs> Japan is cool don't die <sighs> and that's the thing about Japan it's a great if you're coming to Japan to have a holiday Japan is one of the best places to come on holiday 
it is one of the best places, man. You're going to get all of the experience. Any, anything you, everything you thought of, you're going to get it here. You're going to get the anime. You're going to get the manga. You're going to get the fucking, the traditional, just going through temples and shrines and the beautiful nature and that studio Ghibli, like, me, uh, you know, that, that feeling of going through the fields and you're going to feel it. It's going to be good. It's going to... Uh, but at the same time, it's dying. Like before Harajuku, there was a place in, in Tokyo called Harajuku, right? Harajuku was dope. It's like where it's like a fashion street is where you go for high fashion. There's a lot of high fashion stores. It's like a great place to go shopping and stuff. And they had a really nice old school train station, but they fucking destroyed it. And they made it this new, you know, typical glass the high-tech looking thing they gentrified it and they're doing the same they're doing the same thing to asakusa because asakusa was a great place to go to that really looked like old school japanese looking and vibe but they're gentrifying that they're gentrifying so many places and it's like man don't don't destroy all the real cans the real cans are great the real can a real can I'm not even saying that properly. I'm probably... Uh, no, no, Ryokan. Yeah, Ryokan. That's pretty much a place. It's like a old school Japanese inn. And it's what you expect to see from Japan. It's uh, the typical sliding doors and the tata tatami mat. And, uh, you know, the beautiful garden and the onsen. That's all in a Ryokan. But all of those motherfuckers are dying. All of those are being kicked out for traditional, normal looking hotels and shit. If you want that experience, you can get that in Kyoto and Osaka and places like that. But they're slowly dying as well. And it's like, what's going on with Japan, man? Like, oh, it's just, oh, I just don't, oh, it's, oh, it's such a weird place to be in. <laughs> it really is. It's a weird place. It's a weird country. That's why you have to find your fun where you can and just go out and explore and just have fun before it all disappears and before the Japanese people disappear. And it's such a shame because I'm, I don't go out there myself because I still don't have a car because screw driving. But um, if you look at um, YouTubers that are in Japan and they go out into the countryside, you can see that there's just abandoned villages. Villages that used to have like 5,000 5, people now only have like 100 people living in them. Because all the people that are there are either moving into the cities or they're just dying. And the population is not, it's not climbing because it's getting harder and harder, I'm guessing, to raise a family. And uh, Japan used to be, Japan used to be a country where only the men worked and the women stayed at home and looked after the kids. And that used to be Japan for a long time. But then the price of living went up and then you needed two incomes now. So the women were forced into the workplace. And now women are working so hard that they don't have time for families. And in Japan, it's even worse because Japan is very awkward when it comes with relationships and getting into a couple situation. <laughs> They're very awkward when it comes to that. And they have kids very late in life. They have kids in like their late 30s, their 40s even. They have kids late. Like I see, I see old grandparents. I see very old grandparents 
Like I remember the other day, I saw a grandmother with her grandchild, of course, I'm guessing. And the grandchild must have been like six, seven. And he was just, he was just, you know how kids are. They're just energy. They're just pure energy. It's bouncing off the walls. And she's just this, this, this old grandma, just come on, let's go. And he's just like swinging on her arm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, boy, you have fun with that. You are too old to be a grandma, to have a kid, to have a grandchild that young, you know? And I realized it's because her child must have had that kid later on in life. And that's why they're probably only able to have one or two kids. And that's it. And the people that are having kids are not really having kids. And the traditions that they used to keep, because of, I don't know what reason, but the traditions are not being passed down anymore. So certain traditions are dying now. So most of the Matsuris, Matsuri, which are festivals, the festivals. When I say Matsuri, I mean festivals. Most of the festivals that used to happen, they're not happening anymore. Or they're changing and becoming something else. Or they were completely destroyed because of the freaking coronavirus. It's just a weird place to be in now. A weird place to be in. What are we gonna do, eh? What is this world coming to, eh? <sighs> Always wanted to talk about the coronavirus. I wanted to talk about it before, but I wanted to wait. I wanted to wait to see how Japan was gonna deal with it. And that is how they dealt with it. It wasn't good. But to be honest, what country dealt with it good? Every country dealt with the coronavirus badly. Now they're saying that we need booster shots and four shots now of the vaccine. It's like, bro, come on, dude. Like, stop now. Like, I'm not, I'm not a fucking pincushions for your vaccine. Like, I've taken two already. You're telling me I need a third one, and then I need a fourth booster one, and then I need the Omega Super one up my asshole. Like, stop it. Stop it now, man. It's enough. Like. Jeez, man. But still, I hope you're staying safe. And the guys that have gone out, because I've seen the people don't give a fuck anymore around the world. I see people going to parties. I see people going and traveling to beaches and shit. Guys, just be safe. If you're going to go on holidays and trips, just be safe. Make sure you can actually get home as well. Don't, don't book a trip without knowing if you can get back home once the trip is over. Make sure that you have backup plans when you go to certain countries. Just make sure you're safe. Make sure you don't catch the shit. Be safe. And still have fun. And come to Japan if you can. If you can. If they don't close off their borders. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. And watch The Matrix, man. And Spider-Man. I want to watch Spider-Man. No way home. Spider-Man's cool. I'm going to leave with that. <laughs> we out. Or oh, I'm out. Because it's not we. <laughs> or maybe you're in this as well. I guess you are. I could call it we. I don't know. We out anyway. <laughs>